we're trying to get better with airing things properly you notice the last like a bunch of podcasts were aired like six months late so <laughs> comedians are like just saying stuff that is so not relevant like Elon Musk is crushing it whatever he's doing uh, isn't he isn't he great I'll eat my hat if he makes a bad misstep I'll tell you that much uh, we love Kanye here <laughs> 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 oh man yeah so we're gonna be putting out our, our episodes uh, much more quickly welcome to part two with Maria uh, my sister of on the apps this is a very special two-part episode my name is Robin I am an OnlyFans creator in New York City and an attorney you might know me by my OnlyFans name your Virgo girlfriend and I'm married to Julian <laughs> I'm a comic in New York City you might know me from being a comic in New York City. Uh, and this is... I'm Maria. I'm Robin's sister from London. I have a Filipino supper club called Baboy Club. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've noticed that Maria has a, a different accent than me and you were not listening to part one, just go back and listen to part one. But also uh, we have uh, the same father, different mother. So she grew up with this cute accent and I got stuck with the one I have. So You have a great accent. Thank you. <laughs> and I hate strong... the English, so. <laughs> is it a strong Alaskan accent you've got? I yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm I'm from Alaska, mm. so this is how we talk. We do not talk the way that Sarah Palin mm. talks. So. No, they're much less sophisticated than Sarah Palin. <laughs> she was the best and brightest they had, uh, and she will be missed from the political sphere. Very elegant. Right, I want to start with a story I said I would at the end of the last one. Did I jump right on that? Yeah, go ahead. I find this very funny and it's quite a long story. Uh, should I? Okay, so we can cut some of it later. Uh, but Robin invited me to go to a, uh, a Kenneth Play squirting masterclass that he's been given for a long time. And uh, I, he actually has been doing this for a long time. And he has a whole sex uh, video series and a book that are all very informative and make you very good at sex. And, I, and before I even went on my first date with Robin, she sent me a text and said, here's a video <laughs> of what I like. And I studied it and I did that and it's a great move. It's a great and it was move. actually a video of this same masterclass, but obviously taken previously. So, and this was an important class for Robin because I think, do you want to tell this part? Or? Yeah, I mean, this, uh, going to see this class in person was really pivotal for me. I, uh, I had, had been following Kenneth Play as a sex educator because I had a difficult time having an orgasm with a partner. And I thought if he can teach men how to give women orgasms, certainly he could teach me how to have an orgasm in the presence of a man. So I had like bought his course and followed him and he was giving this demo in Brooklyn and I was like, oh, he's, he's here. Like, I'm going to go check it out. And, um, you know, it was a squirting tutorial, but the, the cool thing wasn't that he taught you this like parlor trick of how to make a woman squirt. The cool thing was that he met a, a, this model that evening and learned to, or showed us how to calibrate uh, sensations and figure out of somebody's body and it was just so neat for me to see somebody just talk about sex and deal with sex from this position of like play and openness and pleasure and communication and I was I really wanted to have that much fun and that much pleasure in my sex life and it wasn't the fault of my partners that I wasn't orgasming with them that I had wonderful partners it was a mental block that I needed to overcome and uh yeah and my I mean my partner at the time didn't go with me um he he was not uh interested 
in you know it's an uncomfortable thing to go sit in a basement in brooklyn in this like fancy brownstone and watch a, a lady squirt and orgasm eight times like that's not everybody's cup of tea but for me i really wanted to go on that journey of growth and i just knew that that was not the right per- person for me to do that with so um yeah so that relationship ended i went on this like big exploration of myself and of sex and pleasure and it was a very full circle moment to then be to then go back and uh do it again or watch it again and then also participate there was like a hands-on part that couples did um so it was very interesting it started with like a ted talk like lecture and then um then there was a demo where we watched kenneth show us the technique with a model and then um some people went upstairs and talked to Dr. Jana about her squirting um, research. And then the other people, about 10 couples, stayed downstairs and actually tried it out with their partners. And so, yeah, so it was a very full circle, nice moment for me. And my point is, from my perspective, right, I already knew all of that. And I was like, obviously, I'm not going to not go to this fucking thing. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to make that mistake. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to go and be... And I also wanted to go anyway. And I think, you know, a lot of things I believe in about trying to, you know, close the orgasm gap. And, you know, we should we should be able to talk about stuff openly and enjoy things like this. Uh, but clearly, I thought this was a very important moment. I thought it was an important moment to Robin. We get there and it's, all, it's a very nice situation. They have, this, they have a big cheese board upstairs. A huge, beautiful... It's a beautiful deli- brownstone-like mansion. So it's like a beautiful place. Yeah, so a cheese board befitting of the mansion. Uh, and... Um, and we have a few, we eat a little bit of cheese, everyone's up there. Then we go downstairs to watch this live part, which is obviously very important. It's where you learn a lot. It's it's very interesting. There's like, you know, 20 people on this thing watching. Um, and then I'm thinking like, what a nice moment for us as a couple. Because I'm, it's full circle moment. I'm a part of this. This is so important to me and Robin. And Robin goes, I'm going to go upstairs and get the cheese. <laughs> And she just disappears 15 minutes because she wanted unfettered, uninterrupted access to the cheese board now that no one else was there. Yeah, no one. So, everybody was downstairs so she watching just goes, squirting. It starts shoving her face full of cheese. All the cheese, all it the cured meats. It was a great meats. cheese board. I mean, yeah. we, if you've listened to this podcast, you know how much I love a cheese Undoubtedly. board. Undoubtedly. I mean, a time and a place for a cheese board. Um so, but, so she disappears and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> like I'm trying, I was trying to be so like supportive, be a part of this. And then she comes back 10 minutes later with a cheese plate. <laughs> in her, not the whole board, but she had fixed herself. Uh, and just to clarify, like, obviously this is all done as respectfully. Like the, the, the live workshop is, I mean, it's live sex, basically. Mm-hmm. It's not a place to be holding like a precarious, sweaty cheese. <laughs> like, it was just, not it, a sweaty cheese. It was, it was, it was. Fresh. I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a scene in um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they go to an orgy and Frank just goes, Frank being disgusting, just goes there for the buffet and he's just eating chicken wings while everyone's having sex. <laughs> and the point of this, of the, the way this shot is composed, is to highlight how disgusting Frank is. Robin was okay. sitting there holding a cheese plate with all these different cheeses and salamis, just like nom, nom. Rum, rum, okay, rum. in my defense, you have known that I have strong Frank energy, and you yeah. knew that before you married me. But two, if uh, so, all there's gonna be video of this uh, on Vice, Vice Media was on, there on YouTube. Recording. So it's all, it's not. So it will be on YouTube. It's me meaning it's censored. So you might get to see a, a, a video of me over Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth Play's shoulder, just eating. Salami. At one point, when this woman is about to reach orgasm, Robin's just throwing camembert into her mouth. <laughs> just. This is a brie. Is this good? Is this good? 
getting you off no this is actually a very good sex tip if you are enjoying sex you will also enjoy it while eating gummy bears <laughs> that's true I, everybody should bring gummy bears to bed to be clear that's there's one data point on that and it is robin that is an untested theory and robin actually should reveal that she works for big gummy bear <laughs> Uh, they have they have their fingerprints all over this podcast. <laughs> this is no accidents here. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the cheese board story. I thought that was very funny that Rob was walking around with a plate of cheese. Okay, I uh, wait, wait, wait. oh, and can I interrupt with the funniest part? Sure. Then, so there's a huge cheese board. All this stuff after the demonstration, everyone must go up, enjoy the cheese. Kenneth comes back down and goes, "Someone's eaten all the cheese. <laughs> we have to order pizzas now." <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, hey, just, you know, like, the, uh, you probably noticed there wasn't a whole lot of cheese left. We're going to order pizzas for everybody. So afterwards, we'll go up and we'll have pizza. I want you to imagine, like, as that said, everyone turns to look at Robin no, with just nobody, cheese all over her face. <laughs> nobody knew that. I, I was so quiet. I snuck up there and ate. Nobody, nobody noticed I was gone. People were, in, were paying attention to the squirting woman. Like, there was... There, there was, was only... So Nobody much subtlety you can apply to eating a cheese board at a live sex workshop. <laughs> I don't know what level of stealth you think you have where you're just <laughs> shoving whole crackers into your mouth <laughs> while ducking between, you know. Uh, uh, I, I do love you, Robin, for this reason. Did she get some celery sticks as well? Uh, how, oh, celery sticks. No, I she would, would never. I waste my time with a celery stick, Maria. Oh, my God. So let's... We're, Julian wanted to do like a little dating court and where he defends one position and I defend another position. And I think this is a great opportunity for you to just practice your judging skills. Oh. Who's in the right here? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Taking advantage of the unobserved cheese board. <laughs> innocent cheese board or me someone who thinks you should wait until a woman has put her clothes back on in the squirting workshop before you start shoving entire wheels of cheddar into your mouth well i think the extenuating circumstances are that robin had already been to it so she already knew what she was going to do. I've be seen that video so many seeing. times as yeah. well. You've yeah. learned it. You're the as soon as he started doing this, I was like, oh, I know I know this technique. I've seen videos of it. I was so like, just, so you do, know what I don't what, know? What that, what that chorizo can, tastes like. Can I like. clarify? Robin has eaten a cheese board before. <laughs> um, so we have two things. She's doing one for the second time, one for probably the 4,000th time. Okay. And I want, also want to clarify, you act like she's eating this cheese. Someone turns to her and Robin's like, relax, I've already seen this. <laughs> okay i've already been here i get it i squirt all the time so don't worry about it oh hands off my chorizo anyway give your judgment and then we'll do a proper dating call i'm on the side of cheese okay yes you know what i realized it's unfair because you're sisters <laughs> okay yeah i'm just gonna be honest yeah I, I think the appreciation of cheese runs through our blood Mm-mm-mm. okay what's the dating scenario okay. what am i defending Okay, I got a few of these. Here's one I think is funny. And you can decide who defends what. You give each other the affirmative. Oh, great. So the world is about to end in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Do you have sex or not? (laughs) With your partner. Okay, you're sitting there. You've just said that the nuclear bomb is about Uh to go off. Do you start having sex? Who do you want to take what side? Okay, I think you should say no sex. And then you should say... So we're going to do... I'm going to do three points and then she's going to do three points. We haven't done this before or prepared. Three points. Wow. Three quick, concise points because we it's want like this for social. It's like debating team. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much that. This is the common debating one. Uh, so I'm saying we should have sex. I'm saying, okay, well, I love you, Robin. All right. We should have a, sh- a moment of shared intimacy. 
as we exit this world. Okay? Two, sex is fun. All right? And I don't know what the situation is, but most likely sex is the funniest, funnest thing we can be doing right then. Mm-hmm. Third, if the world doesn't end, it's okay. We've got to have sex. It's still good. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So one, sex is only fun when you're relaxed enough to enjoy it. Two, five minutes is not long enough to enjoy sex. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> And I shouldn't three, have said five minutes. Oh, damn. Okay. What if you're? What if like your parents are calling and they're like, "Oh, the world's gonna end." My parents. They'll be having sex. Everyone's. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's gonna be having sex. I don't know what you're talking about. The whole world's fucking. Yeah. Also, what? Okay. Then a, a different three. A different. I get it. I get another three. I get a second three. Um, <laughs> what if you're outside? I'm sorry. What's your point? <laughs> Everyone is having sex. Same, same kind of argument. Oh, if everybody is having sex, I would rather be going around watching everybody what? having sex. That's a much more fun thing to okay. do before the end of the world. While this is happening, what kind of cheese are you eating? <laughs> All the kinds. Okay, who is this biased blood relative of yours going to vote for? You know what? Because I was, I, I thought I would probably be on your side or the case, the case that you're making. And then Robin came along and she had some excellent points. She got to make two extra ones. She changed my mind. And now I just think I'm biased. Yeah, yeah. I also think that. That's possible. So That's who, does possible. This, who does this round of date court go to? It's going to be my sister. <laughs> okay, that, that doesn't sound... You, Keep just, in the family. Future, just a, okay, just for future reference, when you're being a corrupt judge... <laughs> Don't highlight the connection you have to the party that you are benefiting through this relationship. (laughs) To the person who paid me money earlier. (laughs) Obviously. Okay. Let's see if you can change it this round. All right. Here's a... These these, these these two aren't as funny, but whatever. Uh, First one, uh, taking a first date to an escape room. (laughs) Okay. What side do you want to give your... I think it's unlikely that you would want to do an escape room, so you have to be in favor, Robin. In favor? Okay. And then you're against... Okay. So pros you go, go first. first. Yes. All right. Amateurs. You- <laughs> All right. You you would go to an escape room on a first date because you can see how you get along with one another in a kind of a tense situation. How you get, how you problem solve. Um, it's an a interesting thing that you can do with somebody that doesn't involve alcohol. And third, they you you have to spend forty five minutes together mm-hmm. or solve solve the, the riddle which most likely you won't do she makes some great points I think I'll just go to Robin <laughs> okay, next question can't, can't get a fair trial in this country I'll go on you just say the thing okay I, I mean as a formality just to get to get this trial moving yeah. okay oh. number one okay it is <laughs> the judge left is that allowed Number one. Okay. Uh, you are not allowed. You on, As a first date as a man, you should not lock a woman in a room. Uh, that is that that is pretty frowned upon. I, I think it'd be very scary for her when the guys are going, these are locked. Solve some riddles if you ever want to escape. Uh, number one. That's Number two, you could be exposed as being very dumb. Okay. And I say this, I married a very dumb person. Uh, Robin, as we have an ongoing joke. She always likes to push a pull door and pu- pull a push door. <laughs> Doors that are designed to be functional. I'm a rebel. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> she breaks doors. Doors that are designed to have a nice interface that you can... They're designed to be used well. You can't handle. A door that was designed for you not to be able to open would be an impossible challenge for you. <laughs> uh, and the third one is, you know, first date, some escape rooms are like, 
150 bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. do, do a more low-key first date where you grab a drink or two and you can leave earlier if it's not going well. Yeah. Mm. Who are you going to vote for? I mean, this tough one. I think you both get some, you know, some great ones, so... But I actually think I'm going to go with Julian. I think yeah. that's a good point. No, I think I, I actually do also agree with Julian. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if you if it were somebody who you're like, I think this is going to be a good first date, mm. then I would agree to do it in an escape room. I would never suggest it. Mm -mm. But if there was somebody who I was like, oh, I think we'll get along, yeah. I would agree. Um, but if you're not sure, to spend 45 minutes with a dud. It could be so stressful as well. Yeah. And, and yeah, the thing about looking dumb for ages mm, like, yeah, Julian would have to really agree <laughs> oh, I do worry um, I can't believe you voted for me that's great okay well and this is the end of date court last round wins forever uh, I do think um, we did it. there's an amazing escape room in New York uh, that it's made like a, a it's a replica of a subway car that was so much that fun. That was really fun. And we did crush that. But I know this is now an escape room podcast. As in, I've been, done a lot of them. Is that uh, you don't want to bunch people in there. One pro for dating. Two is actually good. Three, three is okay as well. But people do like teamwork ones of work with like mm. eight people. And it is a nightmare. Nightmare. Mm. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. We got out of that in like record time. Yeah. And we did another one as well, which we didn't we do didn't, as well. We didn't do as well. But yeah. We I, got out, but we got I a clue. I love doing escape rooms with him because he's mm. very, he is very smart. He's good at puzzles and he likes doing them and he doesn't he doesn't bother me as i pull on the <laughs> so the way we do a room is i look through all the puzzles and robin continually pulls um on the door <laughs> no robin was great in that. we were a great team that was very yeah, fun very good. i was worried as well but yeah I, I think ultimately it would be like a, a third date with the right person yeah um and i think it would be an interesting fun i actually think it'd be a good date if they're the right person and if you're actually having fun with it Okay, so I think that was the two we did. We can play with them. We have. Uh, do you, can you think of a funny one? Well, can I just pause interject? Because uh, I quite like the thing about dates where you're seeing how you work as a team, and also that you're not necessarily drinking. Do you have other ideas on that oh. for your listeners? Tips. The, the drinking one. Moving, moving house. <laughs> Yeah, My first date with Robin was uh, moving her into a new condo. Uh, no. <laughs> that's brutal. Uh, I have heard someone, I heard on Reddit, someone was like, maybe this wouldn't work, but the idea of like, you already have stuff you're going to do that day and you just spend the day doing it. But she was, mm. they were talking about like errands and things you have to run through. Mm. But I don't know if people would be into helping you do your laundry. Mm. My friend ended up on a date like that and she she just hated it. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, Priscilla. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was like, it, it was, she was doing her own errands yeah. and she was just like, no, this is, you're you're making this go too slowly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was something like cutesy, I guess like, oh, going to the farmer's market and buy some plums. Yeah. That could be sweet. Yeah. But I like but no, we have the thing with Rob and like, I'll often like hug her or like a cute random thing while we're in the apartment. But if she's doing a task yeah. and I hold that hug for more than two seconds, Robin's like, I'm doing a task. Yeah. Don't. Get off. So Don't I'm saying with, with, with the Aaron, if, if, if we were all being cutesy, it would be, she'd be like, no, I need to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, no, but date ideas. Uh, can I do a quick funny story about dating? And it's just for my friend. I can say his name. Yeah. Buka. Okay. He doesn't listen. No one listens to me. Um, but he is always planning great dates. He, he's seeing someone now. Before then, he was doing all these dates. And he really liked... I mean, it gets a bit tiresome as a man, especially in New York. The expectation is you will always plan the date and always plan something interesting and engaging. And some, some girls are like, don't, don't invite me out for a drink. Like, I'm, I'm too good for that. And like, it can be annoying coming up with fresh stuff. But he always did, tried to do fun, interesting things. And he was complaining about a date that he went on where she was kind of ungrateful and mad about the date. And he, he ended up changing his mind. But at first, he was like, yeah, I don't get what happened. And then he explained the story to me. And by the end, he was like, okay, I get it. He had planned this very fun date where they have this very fast speedboat that goes around New York. Uh, and he invited her and goes, it's a surprise. And then so she turns up in a beautiful 
floor length, no, I mean, like white dress all the way down, like a beautiful stunning white dress, fully made up. Gets to this this, this speedboat Aww. where they then promptly like put a poncho on her because <laughs> the whole point of this, it's called the spray or something that like water, you get sprayed by water. That's part of the fun. And so they sit down on this date and she just gets, I mean, not fully, like drenched basically. Um, <laughs> and then is like, and is all wet. And obviously now she's had to put her hair up, right? Which I assume was down previously, has oh, makeup. And <laughs> after telling it was like, yeah, I see it. I get it. I get why that was. I get why I either should have not done that or informed her that that would be what it was. Uh, and then he was like, yeah, then afterwards, like she was really grumpy at dinner. I was like, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Uh, she's probably, probably wet and miserable. No, as somebody with curly hair, like the like, I don't, I don't wet my hair without a lot of forethought. So that would, inf- I would be furious. Dating court, Buka, that's a no. <laughs> but Buka does plan great dates to his credit, and he and he is also great because like when we plan activities. He's like, so he like, he, I mean, he takes me on a little date. Like, he'll be like, we're going to meet here. Here are the tickets. This is what you do. I just turn up, get taken on a little book a date. That's sweet. Yeah, I can imagine. I was just thinking of someone taking you on that date and how pissed off you would I'm be. Furious. <laughs> furious. I remember once um, when I stayed with you, like, in the summer years ago, and I was going to go on a date with this guy, maybe the third date, and he was going to take me to Shakespeare in the Park. And you and I were having brunch with friends, and then you looked at the weather app, and it was going to rain in the afternoon. You were like pissed on my behalf. You're like, he didn't fucking check the weather. He's a loser. Dump him now. And then and I, I just like, went and oh, murdered like that. him. So cute. He's in the park. How romantic. And you're in like, it's rain. free. He didn't even pay for tickets. <laughs> the difference being, you have standards, and I don't. Oh no, that's not true. I have no standards. No, I like I just you know there are there are things like that that would really you know if, if I'm going on a date I want to feel pretty and mm. I want to feel presentable especially a first date and then to be in a position where you're not allowed to do that where that is an impossibility it's just gonna make me uncom- so uncomfortable I'd rather not do it. On our first date, uh, it rained. Uh, it was actually very funny. It was a very bonding moment because we had to run and hide because we, we were at the park. It was COVID times and. Uh, we uh, had to hide and everyone was getting wet. It was a fun time. And then Robin's like makeup was all ruined. And like, well, I mean, mostly just the eyeshadow yeah, or mascara. I had mascara. Like, mm. well, I didn't know that. I asked him. I said, do I have, do I have any mas- makeup on my face? Is my face all messed up? And, and he said, no. Like a gentleman. <laughs> no. Like, like a, a liar. Yeah, a lot of gentlemen Like a lie. liar. Did you just not notice? Oh, no, I oh, saw. No, he saw. Oh, he saw. And what? then I went home after three hours and just like fully just black all the way uh. down my cheeks. And I was like, wow, you didn't tell me she texted me it was very mad gaslighting but then i married her (laughs) (laughs) dating court that you were in the wrong in the wrong tell i was always i was always told that you shouldn't tell someone there's something that's wrong with them unless they can change it but if they ask even i mean like so like if you have like snot i'll tell you because you can remove that but if there's something that's unchangeable at that moment, then it's like i can't wipe off i can't get like a get a wet wipe and I no. mean, we were. It was COVID times. It was difficult to find places to get necessarily a wet wipe. But we did go buy sunscreen because my husband is see through. Did we buy sunscreen? <laughs> we I remember we that. bought sunscreen, and uh, I was not given a chance to buy some makeup wipes to. If only there was some magical my... device you could use to look at yourself. If only that existed. Oh, who who during a first date is gonna is gonna pull out their camera and and check? Boy, I bet you wish you had because yeah. you looked pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it's incredible. I still married you. All right. Dating court, another win for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> this has been a terrible dating court for me. 
right, right off the bat, I hate everything about this. Okay, it's just a photo <laughs> of you. I'm not into it. Comment if you've been here. Where this this. It is, what does it say? It's just a photo of her in a, a regular... Comment if you've been here. But where is just, there? It says... You couldn't possibly know. Where does click. it say that? No, it doesn't. Click, click on oh, the Oh, click face. on it. Port Barton, Palawan, Philippines. In my natural habitat. Okay. So there she is. I'm overly competitive about tennis and board games, purely for the trash talking opportunities. She is a very good and annoying trash talker. I didn't know <laughs> that... I, I didn't... Very annoying. I didn't know that you could play tennis. I'm <laughs> learning. She's right. No, I, I'm terrible at tennis. Anything that requires running, I'm not into. Okay. Ooh, this is a cute picture. I like this picture. Ooh. It's her in front of a bunch of books because she's super. Okay, my life behind the scenes. Here we are. Weirdest gift I have given or received. Several knives. I love cook cooking so much I started a supper club. Okay. Several knives. That is like a sweet gift. Ooh. Believe also, it or not. Scary. So a lot of those are from like exes. While we really? were in relationships. You gave, people gave you knives? Yeah. Like, you have, wait, multiple of your exes have given you knives? At least two exes have given me knives. Wow. Yeah. Brave. Okay. Believe it or not, I was a guest on MasterChef. That is, ooh, that's Just a pretty dress. Bragging. Your boobs look nice. Hey. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my sisters in laws boobs look great. In <laughs> Right, that that was it. This is a. Uh, I don't know. Now let's get an unbiased opinion. Okay. Garbage, garbage, <laughs> trash, awful, <laughs> derivative, boring. Location Peckham, made up. <laughs> Vaccinated, gross. What do you think of my height? No, I'm against it. Right off the bat. <laughs> well, we're about the same height, so you are six feet tall. <laughs> Says five four here. Doubt it. That's a lie as well. I'm actually Doubt five it. three and three quarters. Really? Mm -hmm. That's how a child says their height. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you also 35 and three quarters? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just the beginnings. Of my, okay. You know, I will be honest. This is actually, it is decent. Okay. Good, yeah. yeah. Do you think I should have more jokes on there? No. You're, you're a woman. People don't like that. That's the thing, uh, right? No, I mean, I mean, evidently, according to Elle, uh, mm. that it, it doesn't debode her very well. Was she, was she saying, or I don't know if I heard this elsewhere, but I'm pretty sure it's from that podcast that, um, Women, when they say they want someone funny, they're looking for someone who makes them laugh. When men say that, they kind of want women to laugh at them. With them, ideally. Or, uh, she laughs no, yeah, at sorry, me. Not, uh, with them. Uh, or, but I, I, no, oh, I think that I've is, I, that. I've heard that and it is, it is true. When, when guys say like, oh, she's got a great sense of humor, yeah. what they mean is like, she's, she, she likes my, my stuff. Yeah. Uh, and when, when women say it, they mean, um, uh, he's wealthy. No, <laughs> they, they, uh, no, that's definitely true. But I, I, think, yeah. I think you do want, uh, there are some guys who wouldn't, handle that as well uh, but maybe you don't need as much I think you just don't want to be boring or, or hacked or hacky mm. like you've done the same thing a million times uh, but been funny would be good as well I think I need to put some jokes no you don't need to I'm saying if you have them it's okay I think uh, guys need something to put it in there and I think Eric Walsh's profile was, was fantastic yeah um, he it did say great. it's not doing that well for him but what I was trying to do with my profile was to, to kind of like give a sense of my interest so that they would know how compatible we were in terms of like okay look I like to have some home time and like cozy time in the winter play some board games with my friends i like to play tennis too so i'm kind of active but i'm not too competitive i mean i'm a bit competitive but i don't take myself too seriously so uh, i like the trash talking in general i think women get so many get more responses on dating profiles than men so they're trying to make a profile that can somewhat filter them out and yeah. be like i want to say exactly who i am so i can yeah. get a smaller amount of people so i can don't have to deal with other people who don't match who aren't aligned with what i like whereas men are like i just need to up my numbers mm. so if been funny we'll get more people engaged yeah. then I'll, I'll do that you need to cut through the clutter 
Uh, no, that was good. I don't really have any notes on that. Um, damn it. I wanted to be more negative about it. Yeah, come on. Be honest. No, it was I'm solid. I'm shocked you play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your biggest red flags? Because I, I feel like I've heard about your dating and I like yeah. I just think everybody you like is a walking red flag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I kind of have to give my kind of thinking over to you a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm like, I was just over empathize with these people. Yeah, you have a very a very kind heart for for. I mean, in that respect, usually she's just cold. No, I'm just kidding. Cold as ice. Anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, but so, but what you surely you have like a red flag or just like an instant ick. Um. I should. I should have more red flags. I think that's the issue. What about you're really into reading? If somebody was like, I don't read. Oh. I don't think I would mind too much. I mean, I, I'd prefer someone who is, like, cultural, cultured and engaged with, like, current affairs. Ooh, Maria, let's build your let's build your dream guy. So ah. we had this guest on episode seven, Jen Giddis, and we were like, let's let's just manifest. What what are you looking for? And she she told us what she was looking for. And, a, like, a couple months later, she's basically dating him. So let's see. Let's tell, tell us ideal guy. Okay, well, so I think kindness is very important. Okay, how tall? <laughs> ideally over six foot okay yeah, yeah. i like them tall uh, too but that's just six three is fine for me <laughs> right okay okay over six foot yeah all right he's down yeah we're gonna we're gonna know i know a guy over six foot gsoh what does that mean good sense of humor good sense of what that's a thing that people used to write in like newspaper ads. Oh, interesting. GSOH. She's been dating for a long time. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, did you just fax your request to people? Or did you, um... She no made a VHS recording for them. <laughs> oh, did she have one of the ones? Yeah, where you where the, the old matchmaking sites. You'd be like, "Hi, I'm <laughs> yeah. Julian. I like long walks on the beach, etc." Exactly. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. It's not very successful. <laughs> so you're looking for a good sense of humor. Yeah. Over six feet kind mm, yeah um hmm <laughs> there are more things right yeah surely there are more things like i think it would be really difficult to find your ideal partner if you can't even imagine them yeah i think i mean well empathy would be important i just don't really tend to find that i suppose <laughs> yeah but what do you mean by empathy because that's like yeah. such a like a you're are you saying like somebody who knows when you're in a bad mood like i think just saying oh. kind or just saying yeah. empathy it can mean a lot of things and a lot of things that actually aren't that important to yeah. you. Yeah. Well, actually, what I'd love is someone who's able to communicate well, which yeah. that's pretty hard to find, I think. Someone who who yeah. is willing to talk about yeah. their feelings and what's going on and reassure you when things are feel shitty or... Yeah, you just questions. talk openly and kind of work things out and doesn't doesn't always have to be like happy, clappy, positive, but you can work on it honestly together. Yeah, that'd be good. That's very nice. Um, God, what else? Handsome. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, it's like number one. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. You, you were like kindness. Oh fuck no! Ah! Just kidding, like, Sorry. I want a hottie who's one. mean to me. I mean, someone who's community minded, but that's like number ten. <laughs> someone who recycles, I guess. Hot that's like a deep fifteen. <laughs> you like them skinny. Uh, well, no, I think I've broadened out. I don't think I have a type as much anymore, mm. but. Uh, yeah, I did used to like skinny, lanky indie guys. Mm -hmm. um, 
No, I think I, I think I'm, I'm into a broad, broader range of people now. She likes them also a little broader in the shoulders, but generally skinny. Yes. Uh, <laughs> How many like data points do we person. have on this? <laughs> uh, um, like what, what would be on your list? Like abs? Yeah, abs is definitely on my list. I would say somebody who, yeah, communication is really key. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's uh, interested in, uh, somebody who's interested in sex and talking about sex mm-hmm. uh, and like having fun in mm-hmm. in sex. Uh, obviously, somebody who wants to be in an open relationship with me and who and who can do that. Like I was very lucky. Julian early on modeled a lot of communication skills for me that I did not have before Mm. or like when we would have conversations where normally I would just kind of instantly feel defensive because I was used to monogamy so you know if I was like gonna go out with somebody if he had questions about it I would feel kind of instantly defensive and um yeah it was it was just kind of uh and he modeled for me a, a better way to or that you know he he would not be defensive and would just talk and like i don't know i i got really really lucky in having a partner that uh communicates really well and uh doesn't get angry and is able to like not uh i don't know kind of just knee-jerk react um so yeah i think the openness yeah and and just really good sex i think uh, you're the, the thing about a romantic relationship, the only thing that, ma- for me at least, that makes it different from a friendship is the sex. So the sex has to be really good. Um, and then, yeah, I think for a for somebody who you plan to marry, somebody who who understands that that you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Like things, life is going to change. Things are going to change. And the important thing is that we're a team and we're building a life together. And not that we have this great sex or not that we uh, are this kind of person or that kind of couple. Um, just being able to be flexible, I think, is really important to me. And abs. Mm. <laughs> um, I mostly, I agree uh, that uh, Robin got very lucky. <laughs> we all agree with that. Um, one thing I find so funny about the whole idea of... Uh, I, I was actually talking to, I don't know who it was, two friends, they two women who were saying... Um, they're in like a relationship dilemma. They're trying to make a choice. And I was trying to give them my opinion and my advice on it. But uh, the more I asked them questions, it was funny because they were like, or oh, how they were answering all this stuff. And like, oh, how will this person feel? Or how will the guy feel? Or how would they feel? And I was like, oh, what do you want? Like, what's your perfect relationship? What are the perfect mechanics of that? They were talking about some situation, which wasn't quite openness, but it was like, one of them was like, I'm going away for three months. We're pretty early on. Should I say that we're going to, I can hook up over there or not? And like, there was a lot of, the overwhelming opinion of the table was like, don't tell them anything. But I basically said, like, what exactly do you want? If you could have anything you want right now. And then she said it. And I was like, okay, like, if you tell him exactly what you want, you might get it. Like, you you have to, one, know exactly what you want and then tell it. And, like, the idea that you not even can be trying all these things, trying different strategies of, like, he's going on a date or this. Like, write down exactly what you want mm. and then ask for that. Mm. And then you might get it. Yeah. And I think it's important, yet yeah, to know. Yeah. yeah. We got very lucky because I think we had that conversation we started getting serious and I was like man I'm really not done dating so I had texted him and said you know what are your thoughts on monogamy and he wrote me back like as pertaining to us Mm. or just in general and I was like well us yeah and it took him a while to respond but he had like a long very thoughtful 
response that was essentially like, you know, I'm not, I'm just not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to be, or I don't, I, I don't want to be monogamous, but I like really enjoy what we're doing. And I was like, oh, good. Cause I don't, I actually didn't want that either. To be clear, <laughs> Robin the coward. Um, yeah. And that's what I like, it's funny, our own perspective of that event versus how it would be for the other person. But I was like, I'm a known coward and I've always been. And well, it's like, <laughs> women are like, what do you think of us becoming Nazis? I'd be like, great, perfect, I'm into it. Like, whatever, I, I would just like go along with like, I was, I was too sensitive as opposed to saying, figuring out what I wanted. You have the look. Uh, <laughs> They're the most stylish monsters of all time. <laughs> Uh, but they um and by that you mean original Nazis neo Nazis not stylish at all those neck beards um. <laughs> but I'll cut all this um but the uh, I just got a text I'm sitting there having a great time with Rob but I've just moved to New York um I'm just like I don't want to just effectively start exclusively dating someone mm. very early on I've only been here six months and then I get I'm having so much fun I get this text like what do you think of monogamy in my mind obviously the reason Robin sent this is because she wants us to close. Mm. And I say close, we're open. We hadn't had any discussions of that variety. We hadn't even used that language. But I mean, it was a relationships naturally progress to a point where we say we're going to be exclusive. And I was like, fuck, this is the point. So I took a while to respond. And I basically wrote what I thought was a very carefully crafted text. It was me saying, I'm sorry. I didn't say this overtly, but like I was thinking, she's going to be hurt that I don't want mm. to be exclusive, which is a response a lot of women would have. And the pressure mm. you have as a man is like, you, if you ask for that, you're a piece of shit. And I've had that exact thing happen in the past when I've asked yeah. Someone's so it's the like, guy who just said, if you know what you want, you should just ask. Well, I'm, I know that now. Mm. And I say that because I did and I got it and you did and you got it. And it's our relationship that has taught me that. Uh, and I wish I'd known it sooner and I could have met someone else. Uh, and I'm kidding. You're supposed to laugh. Now I'm just a monster. Uh, I didn't hear it. Okay, good. Uh, you're just like, I'm sorry, I zoned out two podcasts ago. Uh, but so I wrote a long, thoughtful thing thinking that she would be heartbroken to lose the exclusive me. And then she responded and goes, perfect, me too. And, and I always tell people like who suggested it that's the most common question I get is like because mm. they want they want the goss they want mm. to assume that one of us is just doing it to keep the other person happy uh, and I really think our situation is a rare case where um, we both wanted it uh, and that the text sort of like just fell out that way right I, I, but I, was, I will say I was the first that said it but tentatively I was like I really like you I want to keep doing it but I'm not ready and then Robin was like great and that yeah. was perfect I was really afraid to, that he was going to be like what like, that he was going to be offended or mm. that like he was going to I think I was afraid that I would look like a slut <laughs> not in not in a fun way um, yeah so I like you, uh, I, I did pussyfoot around it a little bit but yeah I, I think was, just what are your thoughts on monogamy what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah I mean it's uh, yeah I got, I got very lucky that I found him because when I was dating, there were a lot of guys that I really enjoyed, but they they were not at all interested in non-monogamy, um, which was a bummer, but, you know. And a surprise for me to hear, because, like, I've learned a lot just hearing from Robin's many exploits, uh, but about, like, I, you, you really, you're told that, like, all men are this and all women are this, and there's quite a difference, and all women are, like, needy and want a relationship, and all men just want to have sex with random people, and then, like, Robin told me all these stories where she was, like, you get to she'd tell the guy like you get to have sex with random people and he was like no and like again and again that kept happening to you which was surprising because i yeah. wouldn't have guessed that mm -hmm. but the amount of men who would be and the funniest is when robin describes it has been like they didn't even ask to be exclusive but the idea that robin would be like i don't want to be exclusive they were like what mm, offended yeah. yeah yeah i think there are a lot of guys who even if they don't want a serious or at least who that i came across who i don't think or they never signaled to me that they wanted a serious relationship were still very put off by the idea that I was actively dating. Yeah, like they could, uh, the idea that you not be exclusive is okay and like you haven't even talked about it, but mm. the idea that you're like, we are stating it. 
I guess I guess put them off, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. So hypocritical. Well, yeah. I think it just makes people uncomfortable. I don't know. Maybe it makes people feel uh, rejected. It's it's really hard to know what people will feel when they're not telling you. But it's I it's I can just understand. There are so many knee jerk reactions around dating mm. that have nothing to do with you or what you said, and that that's like uh, also true when you're trying to get or when you're communicating that you don't want a monogamous relationship with somebody that knee-jerk reaction has everything to do with like what their thoughts are on non-monogamy what their thoughts are about themselves and about like it's just preconceived notions and i don't know i think a lot you get a lot of weird knee-jerk reactions when you date and they're almost never about you (laughs) no that's right and like the most annoying thing is like everyone wants different things which is fine but people people approach it with the idea of like the thing I want is normal the thing you want is abnormal mm. which is like it's not a helpful discussion to have it's just like we want different things that's fine we just we'll end this or we'll find a way around it but the idea that it's like the reaction is like what I had in that other experience I gave where I said I don't want to be exclusive this is before Robin uh, and she was like well you're a pig like you're a piece of sh-. not only is it wasn't like well I don't want that it was like you are wrong and you're disrespecting me and you're this and like I obviously said it in a very respectful way uh, but uh yeah, and I, the coward, was like, okay, I guess we will be exclusive. <laughs> um, I'm a very strong-willed man. <laughs> he was wearing a pig costume at the moment. Um, yeah, that's, it's, well. A little snout. Um, it was just a snout. It wasn't a whole, I did eventually put it, it was a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, we could talk about my date. Yeah. Oh, Julian just had a date today, this morning. I came straight here from the date. <laughs> from a date. Uh, this is going to be very quick. Um, any questions? Do you have any questions for the pry? Um, so you went to a museum. You don't like museums. Like, I know this about him. Uh, and I was very surprised that Julian jumped. Because I think what you were, you said what you were kind of excited about was it was somebody who who messaged you with an idea for a date already. Yes, which is something guys don't get a lot. And so, so many women's profiles, like, plan a date or don't message. Like, they're little like, don't just come to me with, like, let's catch up. Tell me exactly what happened. And I always find it funny because so many women I speak to are like, like the, as a tip, that, which is, it is a valid tip, but like you should plan the whole date and then just invite them be like, we're going to meet here, do this. A lot of women like that. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of humans like that. That's like, <laughs> you know, that's not like a unique gendered thing. Like I like when someone just like sweeps me off my feet and takes me on a fantastic date. I'm like, wow, how feminine. No, we all, we all like that. Uh, but I had a prompt. One of my things says, uh, I'm in an open relationship. Uh, so I'm just looking to go on like fun dates and meet new people. And she responded and said, we should go. I'm looking for someone to come with me to this museum. Uh, and immediately I was like, ugh, museum. Uh, my problem with museums is not that they exist. Although, get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> it's that you have to go to them and be like, that's a thing. <laughs> that's another thing. I mean, uh, I ended up having fun though. And like, you do, you do feel cultured. And I'm going to drop the name of this museum into the next two months of conversation so people can think I'm smart. Uh, and it's weird. It's, it's a funny date because it's like, you, you're talking about the stuff and you have something to talk about, but then you have to kind of, strategically every few minutes be like so what do you do and then then cut back to the thing and this was also like uh music art is so like subjective and bizarre this is it was a noguchi uh, no, no i don't i'm gonna say it wrong he's a japanese guy and it's a whole bunch of sculptures and it's all very abstract and and weird uh so i'm looking at being like yeah that's a rock uh, that's, <laughs> uh but it was fun and she was nice i mean i had a good chat and he actually enjoyed some of the art which i was really excited to hear i just i think it's nice to that I don't know, you have, I would have never gone to this thing with you. If you woke me up and like, hey, it's winter, you want to put on our coats and go to this museum? Mm. Um, I would have said no, and we would have stayed home and not done anything. Half the museum was outdoor. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah I, we, 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 did, we did no. not know that going in. We, we 
good for those ones. <laughs> so, but it's nice that like you, because you're new, newer still to New York City, get to do things, yeah. new things, try <laughs> things. And you're uh, outsourcing your dating labor. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, one funny thing about dating is like, this is a hard, like, we don't really struggle with it, but it is something to think about is that when you go on a date, you're going to put more effort in, right? When I just hang out with Rob on a day-to-day basis, I, I'm, I look worse. But like today, I was like, I did my hair, I did the stuff. And you, Rob and also was like, fix your hair, you got a date. Um, <laughs> He's representing our household. Right? They're like, oh my God, who married this? Uh, but the point is like, if Rob was like, yeah, like to me, it was like, do you want to go to the museum? I'd be like, honestly, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that for me to do that with someone else can be, and like, I'll get it as well. Or like Robin will go obviously get dressed up for a date. And I'm like, is that, is that lipstick, you whore? <laughs> No, but uh, it's like, um, but obviously you have to come to terms with the fact that with first date you're gonna you you have yeah, to do more than you do. Yeah, you're gonna put your best do. foot forward. Exactly right. So but there's that's also something this. kind of nice about getting ready for a date mm-hmm. and like kind of getting gussied up. And even though like I don't know, we have once, and I feel like we should do this again. Went on a, a pretend first date, and I really enjoyed mm. that. I thought that was so fun. Um, but yeah, you like, you just wouldn't need to get gussied up for your partner and if you're tired i don't know it just you there are times when i go on dates where i'm like oh i don't really want to even do this but you force yourself because you made the plan and you just i don't know it creates like a situation that you couldn't really replicate within a long-term relationship Mm. i think that's nice yeah the fake first date is actually a good dating and it's funny i feel so fun i don't know if it just escalated because we're like like our marriage is going great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Really. Uh, but they're still like, like you're still trying to do fun. That, that sounds like something you would tell like a 50 year old couple who don't mm. look at each other in the morning anymore. Uh, but, but we actually, it was, it was a super fun and you, you have to lean into it. And we, we really went on a date and we, I left from work, I think, or something. Oh, did we leave from this? We le- left from different, like you, we left on different timelines and showed up at different times. Yeah. And then she was like, who is it? And we introduced ourselves and it's kind of fun to talk about yourself to someone like you're introducing yourself for the first yeah. time. And then I got laid. <laughs> <laughs> One night stand, baby. I do, I do sleep with people on the first date. Um, no, I, I think I think people who are even having a really great relationship, it's a fun exercise. Like for me, one of the coolest things was I got to ask him questions about his comedy in a way that I think if I was asking him as his partner who knew what, how, how things were going, might feel a little bit like, why aren't you doing more? Mm-hmm. Aren't you like, so what's the plan? What is the ultimate goal here? And to ask it as a stranger was really freeing and it came without like the judgment of oh you've only done this much or and not that I do feel that way but I you know it just coming from somebody who you've known a long time it might it just had had a different kind of tone to it Mm. naturally whereas I was able to just have these kind of open-ended questions and and honestly it made me feel really good because I, I even though we were acting like we didn't know each other it was creating those that feeling of excitement of like, oh my gosh, I like this one. Like he's he's fun and and uh, yeah, it was really it was really fun. I would love to do that again. We should. Um, I, I always wonder what it was like the person listening next to us. Um, <laughs> like like what's going on? Because we were kind of like, but we did stay in character the whole time, which I think was yeah, good. we stayed in um, character, and it was it was a very sweet moment. So that's that's well, that's probably a good point to end the episode. We have got three minutes left. There's a tip if anyone wants to do it. Yeah. Plan a, a first date. Um, text each other beforehand turn up and then actually pretend like you haven't met each other before um, and it's very very sweet and to your point yeah, you ask questions from a new perspective and you, you ask questions you wouldn't normally ask because you're you're learning about the person but you don't, you don't really check in that often with your partner about dreams or this or that uh, on a day to day basis but you can it's a nice like ground setting moment of resetting it really is 
Okay, so to close it out, uh, I think you know where you can find us, but Maria, do you want to say where you can be found? Um, at Baboy Club uh, on Instagram. That's on Twitter too. B-A-B-O-Y-C-L-U-B. My nice. Filipino Supper Club. Awesome. And this will hopefully air in the next few months. We're trying to get better with airing things properly. You notice the last like a bunch of podcasts were aired like six months late. So <laughs> comedians are like, it's just saying stuff that is so not relevant. Like Elon Musk is crushing it, whatever he's doing. Uh, isn't he? Isn't he great? I'll eat my hat if he makes a bad misstep. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we love Kanye here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we're going to be putting out our, our episodes uh, much more quickly now. Yeah, yeah, so they'll be topical. All right, well, thank you for tuning in, Thanks. and I'll see you next week. Bye.